Every year, compliance regulations change thousands of times. And every year, ADP makes thousands of seamless platform updates so businesses can focus on everything else, like running their business. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. You're listening to Wellness Talk with your host, George Batista. How's it going, everybody? Nice to be with you today. This is George, and this is Wellness Talk, your weekly health and wellness update. This is the show that goes over the latest in health, healing, nutrition, fitness, everything we can do to live a longer, happier, and healthier life and have fun doing it. This show, as always, is for educational purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute professional medical advice of any kind. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, prevent, or cure any illnesses. So please always consult your physician when wanting to make major changes in health or embark on any new health programs. You can always get me at uh, georgebatista.com uh, for consulting. Uh, you can uh, usually speak, um, check out the articles that I uh, cite on Facebook forward slash wellness talk with George Batista. I put all the articles on there that I do usually uh, as far as the weekly uh, postings that I go over. And uh, you can always ask me a question at um, a I'm sorry, at wellness talk at hotmail.com. All right, so this week I, I thought I'd do something a little bit different um, because, you know, normally I would, those of you who listen to the show on a regular basis know that I do just the general health and wellness postings and the articles of the week that I go over and the latest science on health and healing that I normally do. Um, I thought this week I would change it up a little bit because um, I've been getting a lot of questions and um, regarding things like diabetes, blood sugar, you know, being overweight, obesity, that type of thing. And it, it, it seems to me that, you know, the, from the people I've been speaking to and a lot of things I've been reading and so on and so forth and people that I help, that tends to be one of the biggest themes out there. It tends to be one of the biggest issues, obviously. Now, we know that diabetes is a huge epidemic and we know that obesity is a huge epidemic and you know a lot of times it's going hand in hand especially with type 2 diabetes now hitting young children which was unheard of 30 or 40 years ago now it's actually becoming the norm which is kind of scary so what I wanted to do today uh, again just to kind of change it up a little bit I'm gonna be doing some of these uh, going forward uh, every now and then, I'm going to kind of do more of a classroom on the air, where I pick a subject specifically that I, you know, that I feel is very important, and I'm going to kind of go over it, 
going to look at the um, the problems, the options that you have in changing it, and you know what we can do to kind of improve things if you're heading in the in the wrong direction to try to put you back in the right direction. And um, just in general, just kind of give you the science behind it. For those of you nutrition buffs who want to get a little more detail as far as actually what's going on, uh, I think these types of classes will help. And, um, you know, so I, I think it'll be very informative for you because, I mean, instead of just going to, you know, over the latest stuff, which is good too, and we need to do that, but I think I want to concentrate, sometimes I want to concentrate on one specific thing, and if you guys have anything that you want to specifically hear about, um, definitely send me an email, send me your thoughts and comments on something you want to, you know, a particular topic you want to hear, this way I can address it going forward in one of the future classrooms. So today I, I, I thought I'd go over um, blood sugar, um, obesity, diabetes, and, and, and kind of how they all relate to each other and how, like I said, we can improve this and what are the problems, what blood sugar is actually doing, what, what your insulin is doing, and um, you know the problems that it could cause and I'm going to kind of tie this all together and then kind of show you exactly how we can either uh, prevent this from getting worse and or uh, reverse it. Now we know again that uh, you know these problems of epidemic pr proportions in society and in, uh, you know especially in the United States specifically so um, anything we can do to kind of get ourselves back in the right direction would help and hopefully we can share this with friends and family to help them get on the right track as well. So let's talk a little bit about, first of all, the problems associated with uh, blood sugar, high insulin levels, and things like that. Now, when you look at things like blood sugar, first of all, what are the issues that we're facing now? Okay, first of all, the the, the general issues, and just so you know, I'm, I'm not talking from notes here. This is actually just coming, you know, this is just a straight talk from me to you. Um, the biggest issues that we're having today is obviously inflammation. Inflammation is driving most of the um, most of the diseases out there, and we know that um, excess insulin and blood sugar and so on is is one of the reasons why we're having these problems and causing high blood sugar and and, and insulin resistance and stuff like that. So addressing the inflammation and the underlying inflammation is part of the issue. And we know that doctors, you know, as well intended as they are, they tend to not address the underlying causes. They tend to just treat the symptoms, but it does not solve the underlying causes. And we know a lot of the drugs out there, especially a lot of the diabetes drugs, are now being recalled because of a, a huge amount of side effects that they're having. So, you know, what what are the issues? So let, let's go over. First of all, let's talk about blood sugar. Now, your blood in general does really doesn't have at any one time. It generally has about a teaspoon of, of sugar in it, okay, at any one time. So it's not it's not a lot at all, okay. The problem that that we're having in society today is this overconsumption of carbohydrates, processed foods, um, sugar in general, and high fructose corn syrup combined with things like inactivity. And, you know, when you combine those types of things, you get into this, you know, really, really, really big problem here. So why is this? Well, let, let's let's talk about what actually happens. So, for example, and I'm going to get a little bit of technical here for, for those of you who want to get the more technical side of things, but, but I'm going to try to make it as simple as possible. You know, when you eat a meal, for example, that contains carbohydrates, you know, sugar, so on and so forth, 
what ends up happening is your your uh, your pancreas secretes what's called insulin. Now think of insulin as kind of like a taxi cab or a bus, basically. And what insulin does, its its job is to elevate when you when you eat the meal, and to basically take the blood sugar molecules or the blood sugar passengers, and to transport them places. Okay. So for example, think of insulin as the taxi cabs when they go to an airport. And they pick up the passengers at the airport, and they go and they drop them off at different places. Okay, so your insulin is going to take your blood sugar, and it's going to drop drop it off where your body needs it. Now, where does your insulin drop off the blood sugar? Well, probably the biggest place that it needs it's in your cells, but mostly your skeletal muscle cells. Okay, so why does it do that? Well. Basically, insulin drops off your your blood sugar at your muscles because it's there for a completely different reason than why it would be, let's say, for example, in the liver. It's in your muscle cells for emergency on-site usage. So, for example, your muscles are very metabolically expensive to maintain. They need lots of glucose because your body and your brain, in a, sen- in a sense, run on glucose. That's kind of your fuel. So it drops off the blood sugar at your muscles and what happens is via your 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 blood cells or your cells in your muscles for example uh think of the cell as kind of like a almost kind of like a square box and on top of the square box there's a little kind of a door and that door is what's called an insulin receptor so when the blood sugar comes to the cell the insulin receptor receptor takes the blood sugar it does a 180 degree pivot and actually brings the blood sugar into the cell where it goes into the engine of the cell called the mitochondria. Then that mitochondria actually manufactures what's called ATP, which actually kind of is your cell engine and it basically uh, it basically is your fuel. So it, it, it gives you your energy basically to walk from here to there to you know get up and do this and do that. So that's generally what happens, okay? Now, the reason why it's mostly in your muscles as far as the sugar goes is because, you know, if you have to get up and run away, for example, for or from, you know, for, if you want to talk about evolution from a saber-toothed tiger chasing you, for example, like the caveman, they needed to cleave out a lot of sugar out of those muscles to use as fuel in order to run, you know, run away. So that's what those, that's what that, the blood sugar is in your muscles for. And it's there, there's water in your muscles as well because it needs to hydrate your muscles as well. Then some of uh, uh, no, some of the sugar is actually going to be stored in your liver as glycogen. And what that is there, it's there for a completely different reason. It's there for, because basically if you haven't eaten your, for a long period of time, your body needs to maintain a stable blood sugar. So what your uh, liver will do, it will release uh, the glycogen and turn it into glucose and it will actually, you know, stabilize your blood sugar when you have not eaten, okay? And then you're going to have some that gets stored in your fat, but, you know, if you're, if you're metabolically fit, then it's only going to be a certain amount. And that's going to be to stimulate the production of leptin. And basically what leptin is, is the leptin goes to your brain after you've eaten and it gives your brain the full signal telling your brain that you've had enough nutrition that it's time to stop eating. That's where you get your full, your you know your initial full signal from anyway. So that's how kind of blood sugar works in general. And that's a more very simplified 
uh, version of it but that's essentially what happens now the now I'm gonna tie this into what's going on today because part of the problem is is that um, <clears throat> when you combine when you combine excess carbohydrates excess sugar consumption and a sedentary lifestyle for example people who are not eating I mean I'm sorry people who are not exercising on a regular basis and they're sitting at home watching TV all day or they're sitting at their desk and they're not moving very much they're, they haven't exercised for a long period of time basically they aren't using their body and one of the things that you need to do to maintain a stable blood sugar is to use your body in other words to you need to have some form of um, activity so that your body can actually use the glycogen in your muscles that's stored for energy that's why you that's why you need activity this is why you exercise so you can because once you exercise this will help to bring down the excess blood sugar but what happens with people who are living this type of high energy lifestyle where they're not really doing anything but they're getting a lot of glucose into the cells this is what happens you're getting excess glucose so let's say you're let's say you're leading that type of lifestyle you're going to Starbucks every day you're getting your latte you're throwing a ton of sugar in it you're getting your bagel okay well, we know that's you know high in sugar basically you're eating your pizzas for lunch and you're eating your you know carbohydrates and your pastas for dinner and so on and so forth well basically what's happening is your body's getting this excess sugar now what happens is when your body goes to transport that excess sugar to your cells for example your muscle cells if you're not an active person your cells are not gonna want them why because if excess sugar gets into the cell it'll kill the cell it will what's called it will caramelize the cell okay and your body uh, basically ha acts like a defense mechanism against poisoning itself with too much carbohydrates it will actually stop the process of the sugar getting into the cell and one of the ways it will do this especially if this is gone for a long period of time it was act it will actually start to decrease the number of insulin receptors on your cells okay and so basically it's gonna shut and lock the door for example so the sugar can't get into the cell and this is where you start getting into the the problem of the beginnings of things like insulin resistance okay so now that blood sugar has to go somewhere okay so your body has to take it somewhere so your insulin is going to try to you know puts you know as much of the uh, blood sugar into your liver as it possibly can but you have to remember that your liver can only store a certain amount of glycogen okay and usually it could usually roughly about 70 grams of, of, of sugar it can store on uh, any one given time so let's say you're let's say again due to this sedentary lifestyle uh, and just do the lifestyle factors in years and years of this it can't get into the uh, liver okay so where's it gonna go next well one of the places it's gonna go is gonna go to your ever-expanding reservoir of fat so your body is gonna start to store the blood sugar in your fat it's gonna store it's gonna start to store the excess okay so so basically this is where we are now we've got we've got our muscles and our cells basically in our muscle skeletal system that has too that that has enough sugar it's not being used we've got our liver that has a ton of sugar in it, it's not being used and the rest of all these carbohydrates that are coming in are basically getting stored as fat 
and, 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 you know, and you're starting to see an expansion of your waistline, an expansion of women, an expansion of the hips and thighs and so on and so forth. Okay, this is where you start getting into this issue. Now, the problem with this is this, this scenario is going to start to create some problems because as your fat cells tar- start to expand in size, you're going to start to create what's called triglycerides. Now, triglycerides is basically too much fat in the blood. Okay, so basically you're linking fat with sugar and you're making triglycerides. This fat in the blood is not good because as you as things start to expand and as as the sugar starts to gum up the whole situation, your your triglycerides will get higher and higher and higher. And we know that triglycerides are basically come from, you know, the things that we've eaten and a lot of the fat and sugar that we've eaten and starts to get, you know, starts to create more of an issue. Well, as your triglycerides start to go up, this is going to be a big problem because here's what happens. Your insulin goes up when you eat. Your triglycerides are up. Okay, your insulin is trying to put the blood sugar where it can, but now it's it can't get into the places where it wants, so it's starting to store it towards fat. Now, when the blood sugar is in your fat, it's starting to produce what's it's it's starting to um, produce leptin, and leptin <coughs> is leptin's job. Leptin is a hormone. Leptin's job is to uh, travel up through your blood circulation into your brain where you have receptors for leptin in your brain to tell your subconscious brain hey you've got you know we've got enough fuel on hand we've got we've got enough nutrition so let's tell this person to stop eating okay you gotta remember that your subconscious brain itself does not have two eyes to look into your body to see when you you know when you've stopped eating okay it relies on signaling and you and your your body that's how your body works your body relies on signaling so it needs that signal to tell it uh so you so it can give you the signal to stop eating and it can give your pancreas the signal to stop secreting insulin because we don't need it anymore okay that's how this works okay now in a normal situation once you've eaten your meal your your insulin levels go back down roughly around three hours after your meal okay and everything starts to normalize okay so the problem is is that if your triglycerides are very high it's going to uh, we know and the science is uh, is telling us this if your triglycerides are very high it's going to start to to block the uh, leptin from getting into your brain now why is this a problem this is a problem because if leptin is not getting into your brain your brain starts to think that there's not enough nutrition on hand now your brain again doesn't realize that there's a ton of food that just went into it okay but your brain is thinking hey there's no nutrition now meanwhile you could have been eating for the last 20 25 minutes and your brain doesn't realize it so your brain is going you start to you're going to start to get a delay in your full signal because instead of getting the actual full signal from your brain you're going to get the full signal from a basically a distended stomach and an uncomfortable feeling in your stomach this is where you overeat now you may be overeating by 10% 20% but this is what happens okay so we're starting to be we're starting to expand in size we're starting to get leptin resistant now you gotta remember that this situation is a problem that happens over time so days weeks months years of this type of eating that happens okay so you're overeating just by a little bit every every time you eat and then this way 
the leptins that are getting into your brain and the, the, the carbohydrates coming in are going to your fat. Now, if your triglycerides are high, not only is it going to block your leptin from going into your brain, but it's also going to start to kind of put a squeeze on your arteries and it's going to start to gum up the whole system. Now, we know that if your arteries are you know, squeezed enough and start to, there's, some, there's a pressure buildup starting to happen, of course, your heart is going to try to compensate because your heart has to pump blood to where it needs to go. If your heart can, if your heart is having trouble pumping the blood, it's going to have to pump harder. What do you think that's going to do? It's going to raise your blood pressure. So your blood pressure is not going to start to go up because now you're, so you're gummed up with all these triglycerides. You've got leptin resistance, okay? And now we have the sugar that's not getting into the cells properly because the cells don't need it because you haven't been using it and you're starting to decrease uh, the, um, the receptors on your cells. So now we have insulin resistance, we have the gaining of weight, we have leptin resistance, and we have high blood pressure or blood pressure going up, high triglycerides. This is what's called the starting, uh, the period that starts off of um, what's called a metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome is basically all of these things kind of tied together and there's a lot of people out there, don't, you know, don't be fooled, there's a lot of people out there that have this problem. Now, you may not necessarily have to be overweight, but this, is, this definitely ties into it. So, so this is a huge problem now. So this is where you're gaining weight and, uh, you know, things are starting to spiral out of control. Okay, and all these metabolic processes are now going wrong in your system, all because you had an overconsumption of carbohydrates combined with a sedentary lifestyle, uh, com you know, combined with not getting enough of the right nutrition, not eating a good diet, so on and so forth. But it can get even worse than that, because let's say your brain now, we, we're going back to your brain now. So your subconscious brain now was thinking, okay, I'm still not getting food on hand because I'm not getting this full signal. So your leptin signal is still high because it's trying to get in there, okay? And it's not registering properly. So what ends up happening is your brain after a while, as a defense mechanism, will say, hold on, we're actually starving here because you're, you, you will develop what's called an internal starvation. And basically, it's because your subconscious brain thinks that there is not enough food in the system, where we know, of course, there's plenty of food in the system, but your brain doesn't think so. If your brain, and this is, again, this is evolution uh, talking, if your brain realizes that you're internally starving, one of the things that it can do is to start to slow down your metabolism. And it could start to slow down your metabolism by telling your thyroid to slow down because thyroid governs your, governs your energy and your metabolism and your use of oxygen at rest. If your thyroid starts to slow down, guess what's going to happen? You're going to start to gain more weight because now your metabolism is going to slow down. So, I mean, uh, now this is, of course, worst case scenario, but uh, I'm kind of painting a picture here for you of the things that happen in a progression. Now, it does not necessarily have, doesn't necessarily mean that it happens all in that order. It can happen differently, for, remember, because everybody's different. Everybody comes to the situation, you know, uh, from different experiences, but this is the type of thing that happens, and, you know, this can be a progression of things that happens for a long period of time. So, 
you know, you're talking about a low energy state, you're talking about gaining of weight, you're talking about all these things that are happening. So this is worst case scenario. Now, how do we solve this? How do we stop this issue? Okay, because this is when we go to the doctor and we realize, oh my God, our blood pressure is high, our blood sugar is high, we got to start getting on blood sugar medication and blood pressure medication and we have to start to change this and change that. Well, how do we change this or at least how do we prevent this and or change this? Well, what do we know from what, we, what I spoke about earlier? The first thing we need to do is realize that the reason why blood sugar is in your muscles and water is in your muscles to hydrate the muscles and to give your muscles energy to move. Well, how do we make that? How do we make that? Uh, how do we make the body use that? Well, we have to exercise. That's number one. Period. End of story. You're not going to change this unless you exercise. And now, a, a recent study came out that people over 60 who actually had the beginnings of pre-diabetes or blood sugar problems, their blood sugar was reduced after they ate and had a 15-minute walk. Okay, so literally they walked and their blood sugar, their risk for, for, di for diabetes actually went down after they ate and went for a walk. Why? Because they're using their muscles. Their muscles are being used. They're actually doing some activity. So you need to use that activity. If you do, if you do activity, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be unbelievable activity, but if, I mean, the higher the intensity, the more you're going to use, obviously, because what that's going to happen is, what that's going to do is, that's going to take the blood sugar out of your muscle to be used for energy so this way your blood sugar can be normalized okay that's what you need to do okay that's the main thing now let's talk about some other principles uh, that, that that need to be uh, adhered to uh, if you want to change the situation now let's talk about your blood sugar when you're eating so in a normal situation after you've eaten your blood sugar goes back down okay and once your blood sugar goes down, let's say this is three hours after you're in between hours three and five after you've eaten a you know, a fairly normal meal, um, your your pancreas will start to uh, uh, inc um, will start to secrete uh, another hormone called glucagon. Glucagon's job, okay, is basically to maintain your blood sugar in between your meals. So, for example. Uh, after you've eaten your meal, let's say hours four to five after you've eaten your meal, glucagon will come out and it will tell your liver to um, to secrete any of the sh blood sugar that it's gotten stored because you need to maintain a stable blood sugar between the meals. Okay, and that's what happened. But the great the great news about this is that when this happens, in between the meals, when your blood sugar gets uh, when your the blood sugar comes out to maintain the stable blood sugar, it, you will also start to burn fat. Now this is the key. This is the key here. You will start to burn fat at that point. Okay? You'll, you'll, you'll start to burn about 60% sugar, 40% fat. The reason why that happens is because there's a signal happens. It'll turn on a gene. There's a gene called AMPK and that gene actually helps your body to burn fat in between meals. This is critical. Critical. Now here's the key your body cannot burn that fat if your insulin is elevated. That's why the insulin has to be down. So, here's a key, another key. You want to eat meals and you want to space them out in you know a, a good range. So let's say, for example, get three meals a day and space them out, but do not snack in between those meals. I know it's very difficult and it's this kind of flies in the face of what you've heard what a lot of nutritionists and a lot of dietitians say well eat five to six meals a day 
to help stoke your blood sugar. I think that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And a lot of people are realizing how ridiculous this is. This is based off, I mean, in my opinion, that science and that that way of doing things is based off of an old idea of hypoglycemics who could not maintain a stable blood sugar between meals. And that makes sense, okay? And if you're truly hypoglycemic, I could understand that, okay? That's that's a different situation. But what the problem is is that a lot of nutritionists are now promoting that to everybody. And to me, that doesn't make sense. To me, why? Because every time you eat and your blood sugar goes down and you eat a snack, your blood sugar goes right back up. Then your blood sugar goes down, you eat another slack, snack, your blood sugar goes right back up. You're not going to, you're not, you're going to stop the uh, glucagon from being released and you're going to stop your body from burning fat. So you have to eat your meal and let enough time go by for your body to burn fat. So eat three meals a day, do not snack in between. Okay, this is, this is where you get your ultimate fat burning in between those meals. Okay, next. Do not eat before you go right, go you know to bed. Basically, leave at least two to three hours before you go to bed when you eat a meal. Depending also on the size of the meal. Why? Because when you sleep, your body's going to do two things. It's going to number one, it's going to start house cleaning, so it's going to start to get rid of the junk that's in your body. But number two, it's also going to start to burn fat while you sleep. And again, it's going to burn sugar and it's going to burn fat. It's going to burn about 60% sugar, 40% fat. And then as the night goes on, that ratio is going to flip around. And you're going to start to burn about 60% fat. And that's where your metabolism is the highest when you get, when you're waking up towards the morning. This is what you want. You want this whole process to happen. If you're eating before you go into bed, you're going to stop this process from happening. You're not going to give yourselves enough time to burn the amount of fat that you want. Okay. Now, what I'm not talking about is not a crazy diet. I'm not exactly telling you you need to eat this, you need to eat that. What I am telling you is how to eat, the right way to eat in harmony with the hormones in your body to let the hormones do what they need to do so you can burn fat efficiently, you can start to lose weight, and you can start to normalize your blood sugar levels. This is what you want to do. So we want to exercise. We want to eat three meals a day without snacking. We want to make sure that we or not eating before dinner, okay? Then when you wake up in the morning, ideally you want to do your exercise before you start your day, if, if at all possible, and then you want to eat some protein at breakfast. You want to eat breakfast. That's very, very important. Why? Because the protein is going to stoke your metabolism. The protein is actually going to stoke your metabolism by about 40% for the next 12 hours. Okay, this is proven science. The science is showing this. Protein is extremely important for breakfast. What I recommend is a protein shake for breakfast, if at all possible, and or a, you know, or some eggs or something like that, but just something that has a good amount of protein. Protein shake is the best because you can do you can drink it on the go. If you need to, if you're, you know, getting the kids off to school, if you're running to work or whatever, you get your nutrition in the morning, you get enough protein where you start to work your metabolism, and it'll stay with you. It'll stay working for you as the day goes along, and it'll also give you a, a feeling of fullness throughout the morning. If you can't make it from your good breakfast to your lunch, okay, without being ravenously hungry, then you know you've got some issues there, okay? And that doesn't mean you can't be hungry, but what I'm saying is that a lot of people they're eating every two to three hours okay and again you know this is the way to get somebody into uh, insulin resistance problem not get them out of it okay so 
my thing is this okay so you want to make sure you're eating three meals a day don't eat before bed eat some protein at breakfast and then lower your carbohydrates okay now you don't want to stop your carbohydrates why because your carbohydrates are important you need some carbohydrates and we all know the fad of the uh, Atkins diet that happened many years ago where people were losing all this weight and yeah if you if you stop eating carbohydrates and you're eating nothing but protein you're gonna you know if, if your di if your carbohydrates have been high you're gonna get a diuretic effect why is that because most of obviously the beginning of you know the beginning of your weight loss is going to be water weight because most of the water and the blood sugar is transported to your muscles so when you're lessening your carbs and bringing up your protein all that water is going to you're going to start to secrete that water out of your body okay and you're going to start to lose some weight and you know the Atkins the Atkins diet you know obviously they were telling people to eat red meat and all these things which I don't necessarily agree with but that's a whole other story um, you know it has merit in the beginning but then people couldn't maintain that why because the problem is that they were not eating carbohydrates for a long period of time and it was shown that it started to mess up people's uh, it started to mess around with people's uh, electrolytes people started getting electrolyte imbalance people started to their, their muscles start to dehydrate because they're not getting enough blood sugar to the muscles okay enough carbohydrates to the muscles they were starting to get fatigued because their muscles were getting fatigued when they were trying to work out so this was calling all kinds of problems so you don't want to get rid of carbohydrates you just want to lessen them you just want to bring them down a little bit but you you know just so you can produce kind of a diuretic effect if you've been eating a lot of carbohydrates you produce a diuretic effect by lowering the carbohydrates okay and then you know keeping the keeping the protein up but then obviously you know eating eating three good meals a day whether it's your you know you want to eat some good fats as well okay good fats things like avocado you want to eat things like some fatty fish uh, you know things like brown rice you want to eat um, really really good good essential fats those are very very important uh, you know for this whole process okay to keep you out of again insulin resistance a diabetic state so on and so forth now let's talk a little bit of, very quickly about some nutrients that you can or some you know supplements that that can help you with this process as well DHA the fish oil has known to help insulin resistance it also helps inflammation and blood sugar and insulin problems okay uh, cinnamon cinnamon also known to help insulin resistance by activating a gene related to metabolic signaling okay uh, very very important it's also it's, it also inhibits sugar from caramelizing your cells and causing what's called advanced glycation end products or kind of like when you leave pancake syrup on the desk and it kind of turns hard that's what sugar does in your body that's what excess sugar does in your body so cinnamon actually helps to stop that uh, another thing is called chromium chromium helps because it helps the blood sugar enter the cells by supporting the natural function of insulin at the cell membrane very very important okay and a, and a lot of people have been shown in the past that a lot of type 2 diabetics have been lacking chromium so chromium is another very very important one bitter melon bitter melon is is, is another one it's an eastern um, it's from eastern traditions but it's uh, shown it's been used for many many years uh, as a remedy for diabetes improving blood sugar improving lipids improving improving your beta cells all these types of things resveratrol okay resveratrol comes from grapes it comes from your wines and your grapes 
And uh, resveratrol has been known uh, to activate what's called a SIR2N1 gene, okay, which basically turns on a bunch of other genes that actually uh, influence insulin function and fat burning, okay. And uh, it helps to reduce the fat in the cells, helps to reduce and helps to boost what's called the diponectin. And a diponectin basically is a uh, it's it's a hormone produced in your body that also helps with blood sugar. Okay, and thing another one is carnosine. Carnosine is another reducer of a, of advanced glycation end products, but it also helps to reduce LDL cholesterol. And it's been shown in the uh, it's been shown in the uh, in the literature that it helps preventing of uh, atherosclerosis due to diabetes uh, and and those types of things. So. These are the, just some things that can help you, um, you know, with your overall program. So remember, this is your overall program in general. Okay, you, uh, I'll go over very, very quickly for you. Again, you want to exercise because that's going to use the blood sugar that you have to get yourself to start the process of weight loss. You want to eat three meals a day without snacking. Okay, or you can eat four meals four hours apart. That's also another way to do it for those of you who you know, tend to get more hungry during the day, like myself, but I have a very fast metabolism, okay? You want to not eat before you go to bed at night. You want to eat some protein in the morning, okay? You want to eat, uh, you want to lower, lessen the carbohydrates that you have in general, okay? And then you want to obviously eat good food, okay? That goes without saying. You want to have a good diet in general, healthy fats, carbohydrates, and protein. And then you want to get those nutrients in you, like all those nutrients that I just mentioned. All these are great for helping you. And if you use all these in combination, now, of course, all those nutrients I mentioned, you don't have to use every single one of them, you know, all at the same time. You can pick and choose which ones you want to use. They're all very, very helpful in this whole process. But what you're looking for is an overall protocol that will help you start Start the process of weight loss and start the process of getting your blood sugar stabilized and get you going so you don't need to be on medications and things like that, okay? So I hope this helps you guys and I hope this little classroom on the air kind of just, I know there's a lot of information thrown out at you, so I, I encourage you guys to listen to this again and and to share you know with friends you have and family you have maybe other people that are dealing with some kind of insulin problems or just or just in general want to do things to prevent yourself from getting into that uh, getting to that point okay but uh, again I hope this helps you and I uh, hope it was uh, very informative so that's it for the show this week uh, glad you guys were able to uh, make it on with me again I will be back next week with another health and wellness weekly update until then have a great week everybody hope you had a great fourth and be well Understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. 
Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. Whatever business you're in, growth isn't just about getting bigger. At ADP, we believe it's about getting stronger by turning data into insights so you can build teams that work as teams. By using our AI technology to help catch payroll errors before their errors. And by keeping ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. ADP helps businesses like yours grow stronger every day. ADP, HR talent, time, and payroll.